So I want to get into some um, detailed things. Mute yourself, probably makes life easier. Um, which is, and it's going to be soon, um, you see. It's going to be also like very soon. And we want to. Just a second. And in order to understand like when we have to know the details of each day of each week and stuff like that, because we really want to get to that basically. Um when it's like Vayama. Monday night, I think. Next week, yeah, okay. Sometimes there's something about it. Um, but anyway, so we're gonna go review where we are and try to explain the basic uh, story of Sphere Saima, which is the main story. At least if you read the story, the chapter there is of Sphere Saima, uh, you see that this is the main story. So it's like this. And you see my, this is the, the first dish, I mean, there's five different editions, uh, like five different uh, stories that Rizal has of Sphira, which we talked about last last time a little bit, how there's five different ones. Yeah, there's five. Uh, each one is a, is kind of a different uh, structure, which all relate to the same main structure, but they're different details. But the main the main one, and the one that Rizal seems to take the most seriously, if you could say that, is this one. And this is going back, based going back to the story that we had. That the main point, and I wrote, I made like headers in, in middle so we could separate them. That the main point of Svira Saima is to bring back again uh, everything, the Meichen mainly that we had on Lel Pesach on the Seder night, which were then only the Fisho he calls it here, and the Spal Elkins Godless Azed Zayim. I'm going to read a little bit. So there was some godless, which means he had great moichin. But it's lefisho, it's only temporary. And that was for a reason, so we should be able to go out of the time. And the second day, by the second day of Pesach, we're back the same way place where we started, which is called Tlas Klilim Betlas. Technically, that means that there's only nahi means it's only it's bechinas of iber. It's not not even moichin of katnas basically. Though that itself needs to be explained, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, I think we already discussed if it makes sense that we're just do, redoing the same thing again, right? Um, and the result says that's the reason that we don't say halo halo gomer elbi minishal pesach. So pesach is this weird yamtiv where we kind of have one day like sukkahs and shavuos. What shavuos only has one day, anyways. But Sukkot, we have seven days of Halal, and like seven real Yom Tivs. And Pesach, it seems like they're the only real Yom Tiv. The real time you're happy is the first day, or the, you know, the first night. And then the rest is like uh, Shiraim. Like it's all, uh, we don't say Halal, even the full Halal. And there's different reasons for that in the, in the Gemara to explain why, why we don't say full Halal on the rest of Pesach. And the result, the result's explanation of that is that there's really no Meichen, or really no Yichat, on Pesach, besides for the first nine. The reason is because Pesach is special in, in which we just have this great level of Moich in the first night to go out. And then we're kind of, basically in the Rizal's way of looking at it, the entire first week of Pesach is really just the first week of Spira. That's how he, he sees it. 
So there's not really a Yom Tev Pesach, especially Shri Shal Pesach, which has its own complication, but there's not really such a Yom Tev. It's really mostly about the beginning of Sphira. So the first week of Sphira is special in that it's Pesach, but it's not really special. And that's why uh, we only have half a halal. And they disappeared, like they, they went back up. That's Nestalk literally. And then we come, we turn back. It's, I think I've noted this already, but I'm going to just explain it more technically. Basically, this whole idea of going back was not accepted by most of the Mefarshim, especially from the Rashash. And the Rashash said that this makes no sense because we don't do the same thing twice. It's a big rule that Arizal has in whole drush called Drishinat Phyllis, which tries to answer the question why well, we have to daven three times a day and seven days a week and so forth. And he has this famous language where he says, there's not one day that's the same as the day before, not one tefillah that's the same as the tefillah before. Uh, we discussed this last week, I think, in a different way. Um, and therefore, it's not really possible to believe when he tells us that we're just redoing Pesach, because that would be doing the same thing twice. And there's like a rule, God doesn't do the same thing twice. There's, there's no same thing twice. Another way of saying that same rule is in the Rashash's language, and the Rashash has a, has a rule, which is not explicit in the Rashash, but it's brought down in the Torah's Chacham and his Tamidim, that said, There is no such a thing as Meichen going away. Never happened in the universe yet that someone should lose something. There's only gain, there's no losses. Cannot be. Um, therefore, they don't believe that Izal literally, when he says that whatever we had on Pesach went away. What they, what they really believe is that what really happens, and this is the basic way of, technical way of understanding it, is that you never lose what you have had before. What ha- actually happened is you move further. So what they had before can be considered one oilam or one sphere or one, one part that actually was finished. So whatever we did on Pesach was done. It's netukan. So now we don't have to worry about that anymore. So now we're continuing. We're moving on to the next world, to the next level or to the next stage. And that level is called sphere soimer. And that level wasn't done at all, really. So it seems to you that you fell. It seems that it's from our perspective, there's a silik ma'achan. So for, for the macham, for the person that's going through this journey, he seems to be stuck now. He seems to be poorer. But he didn't really become poorer. All he did was get to a new place where he didn't do anything yet, really. So that's, that sounds worse in some ways if you say he didn't do anything yet. Like, but there is an accumulative part, meaning to say you've gotten to an, another level, to, to a higher level, really. Uh, so in that sense, uh, is only, it only seems to be, from the perspective of the person, it seems to be redoing the same thing. But in the objective perspective, it's really doing a new thing, which is similar. Now, this is the important thing. It's similar to what we've done before, because as we learned, the structure of the world never changes. And the structure of the world is the same, whether you're in a lower world, whether you're in a higher world, whether you're a tzaddik, whether you're a not tzaddik, or something else. Uh, the basic way things look is going to always be the same. Uh, there's always going to be 10 spheres, and you're always going to have to do the same kind of thing. So same thing if we translate that to psychology. You're basically always going to work with the same basic forces, the same basic uh, reality. It's just going to be on a very different level. So everything might be different. If I tell you, for example, and technically if I tell you, now we're doing chachma shel ha 
and before we learned Chachma Shalabina, so it's still Chachma, there is the Chachma Bina and all the other levels in that, but it's all Shebe of an entirely different, uh, different world. So that's one important uh, thing about Sfera. Um, the second thing, which is even more, even more uh, new than that, in other words, it's not redoing the old thing, it's doing a new thing, is, is that the, the Mepharshim are busy here with something which is called uh, the Birurim. So every time we do a mitzvah, then if you read the Kavanas, you see it generally in the Kavanas of the words Melech HaElam in every bracha. So every every mitzvah, every every tikkun, every yichud that we do, there's there's two two parts to it, right? So there's the the part which is called birurim, which is called which means that we bring back uh, bring back up the nitzayitzes of the shvira sakaelim really uh, that are in this world in olam asabia b'riyatzilasia, and we return them to where they belong. In other words, we're attacking we're attacking them, and those birurim they turn into malchim. So when we talk about malchim or uh, minds that that come down and then they cause a yichud. That's already the second sta- stage, always. So the the beginning stage, and if you dive in, for example, if you're gonna do any any shachris, then you'll you'll read the whole time from Maidani basically until until you get the shmanesra, or at least until Kriyashma, you're doing birurim. So you're you're elevating different parts of the universe, different parts of your soul, different parts of uh, uh, creation up higher, higher, one level, another level, another level. Until we bring them up, and when they, when they basically when they get all the way up, they they return. So they make a U-turn and they come back as Malchim. So which is a very uh, deep side, which is called Abidurim Hem Hem The broken parts or the broken the broken things, the broken etzotes of of Alekus, which we elevate, they themselves return to us in a fixed form, which which they themselves are called Malchim. Now. Which means that if any any time we everything every mitzvah for example every mitzvah is its own world like each mitzvah has its entire entire world which means we start from the beginning from the berurim from olamasia wherever you are and then you go up and up and up and then you come back and you actually do the mitzvah and with when you're full well, you're finished you're 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 full you're it's shlemis that's the meichan and that that's that those meichan causes a yichet so if you really want to Think about there's really like three stages in everything, uh, which is berurim, and then the berurim cause ma'ichin, and those ma'ichin cause yichet. It's like three steps, which are all the same thing, but there's three different, three distinct uh, stages. So, uh, for example, if again, if you would go back to a regular shmanestra or a regular bracha, you would say until kriat shman and, and until shmanestra, somewhat we are doing berurim. So we're trying to, in, in a psychological sense, you start to clarify yourself, try to purify. And elevate, and then when you get to Shmanesra, then you you're doing Malchim, then you're bringing. It's like it's a up melamalamata kind of process. You're not going up; it's going down actually, bringing down the Malchim into your entire body, into the entire all the ten spheres, and into all the kailim of of Zah. And then by Sim uh, Shalem, generally, or maybe by Tachnon or different twice, then we do the actual Yichud. That's that's that has its own process, its own. So therefore, now what, what we would think, and this is this is, we have to understand these kinds of chetla. Now we would, th- if it would be true, Rasfira Saime is kind of redoing the re-bringing back the same meichen that we had on Pesach into the same place where they were. We really should have started at least in the second stage, right? Because we already have the meichen from Pesach. They got born 
by whichever thing happened in the nest of, of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And now we lost them somehow, so we're going to go chase them and bring them back by doing the mitzvah of Sfirah Sa'amah. But anyone that looks in the Siddur of Sfirah Sa'amah will see that it actually looks like any other mitzvah, meaning to say we start all the way from the bottom, we're doing Pirudim, which is otherwise known as Repach Nitzayetz, and all kinds of different words for the same thing. And again, we bring them up until wherever they go, and then we bring them back as Moichin. And this seems to the the Mepharshim do not match with the idea that we're just that we're just bringing things back, that we're just returning. If we'll be just returning, so we should say, okay, so the Moichin are stuck somewhere, I don't know where, I'll have to get them back into where they belong. But why would we be recreating the Moichin, right? Why the Birudim, the, the, what we call Avedus Abirudim is really creating the Moichin, like Yashma'ain, not really Yashma'ain, but creating them. And if it would generally, then there's many different structures like this. For example, if I if I'll tell you, uh, for example, if I tell you something like uh, the four koises, right, are four different moichen bringing into four different sides of the of the four different kalim. You're not really gonna. Well, there's a whole conflict about this, but if if it's understood as to be one part, part of one part, stuff like part of one thing, you wouldn't be restarting everything again. You would be doing the bedudim once and then putting everything into its place. Um, but in Sfirah, it's, it's very obvious, it seems to be clear that it's not like that in Sfirah Simon. And therefore, one of the, one of the things that the Shemin Sassan says, and which I agree with, is that this is all only one way of looking at it. Meaning to say, this whole story of Sfirah Simon being a repeat of, 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 of Pesach is kind of, only halfway is accurate, meaning to say it's only accurate when we are speaking of this story of Pesach. But Sviyaslaim is really a mitzvah in itself, and it's really hard to, to make any mitzvah subservient to another mitzvah. Just like we say, Kola Oysa Mitzvah Achas, no, what does it say in the Mishnah and Kedushan? Zoich Yorish Esoretz, whatever. Every single mitzvah has in itself everything, really. Like we say sometimes, uh, Every mitzvah is really an entire world. And this actually means that there is an independent universe of Sfirah Sa'imer, which starts and begins and ends with Sfirah Sa'imer. So even though, and this is, I have to understand, even though if we talk about, like, Sfirah Sa'imer is the achana for, for Shavuos, right? It's us preparing ourselves and anticipating Shavuos or you could talk about Arizal's way, or it's, it's kind of getting us back out of Mitzrayim in a more serious way, in a more detailed way, in a more way connected to our effort. That would be only, in my way of saying it, it would be only which is really, in other words, you're really explaining me the sort of Sfiras of Shavuos or of Pesach, and not really the sort of, of Sfiras Oymer. There really is a whole part of a whole island by itself, which starts, begins, and ends with Sfira Saima. And it's really unconnected with everything, everything else. Like a very basic way of saying this would be even, if you be even more radical in that, would be to reference the whole Machlaikas, which is Machlaik Sershanim, right? If every day of Sfira is one mitzvah, or if there's like 49 separate mitzvahs, right? And that's why uh, the fact that we don't say a bracha if we forget one day is because we're worried about this shita that says that it's all one mitzvah, which means that you kind of ruined it if you forgot. But if it would be separate mitzvahs, then it would be totally irrelevant that you forgot one day. And then you could still say a bracha, uh, even if you forgot one day. And there's some people that say that 
it was sent to Paskind like that and things like that. Um, now, if you think about that in the in the in the meaning of that, what it would mean really means is that all of these stories where we give you like a whole long continuation, like we start from Pesach, and if you want, you can go back to Shoshana or wherever you want, and it, you kind of could fall off the train. That's only one way of looking at it. In other words, that's only when we want to tell the story of how Sfir Saima is connected to Pesach and how it is connected to Shavuos and how it is really bringing back or a continuation of those kinds of moich, of those kinds of understanding of those kind of avoda that's done in Pesach. But there is really another another whole world of looking at it, which is really saying that Sfir Saima is independent or we could say maybe even every day is independent, which, which actually means you don't have to be anywhere we don't have to be up to that in order to get to it. We don't have to have we don't have to have arrived at Sfiras Aimek for for Sfiras Aimek to make sense. It's just a thing a thing in itself and it's and it has it's, it could stand on its own. It, it starts and actually it need, we need that. In other words, if it wouldn't be that, then we would probably never make two Sfiras Aimek. Because every every time we do something, we need something that's self-contained, that, self, uh, that can stand by itself. Because otherwise you would say, well, uh, you know, you're not a, you didn't learn, you're not a big enough tzaddik, or you didn't get to where you need to do that. And, and it's true. And if we think of, if we'll organize everything into one, one kind of world, if we would structure all the mitzvahs, for example, into one thing, you would obviously say, you know, this, was, this mitzvah is only if you're ready. Uh, never did a, Never did an avayda for 300 years, and this one is for. And these things are true if you think about the level of things or the level of moich in which things should be, uh, according to Kabbalah or, or in, in this real understanding. But that's obviously not true because obviously uh, all the mitzvahs are for everyone, and otherwise there wouldn't be mitzvahs. Otherwise, it would just be like minhagim uh, for 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 Kabbalah, right? <laughs> which are like that theoretically. But since they're not, so it must be that they actually work by themselves. So they have an independent power. And even according to Kabbalah, you'll have to use that. You'll have to start with the really totally unconnected. In other words, there's 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 some want that Darizal generally likes to connect things together. Like so, if he has a whole process, which is Pesach and then Sfida and then Shavuos, so he's going to try to put it all into one process. And to him, it's only one story, and that's one way of being helpful of like organizing things, of connecting them. But there's also a, opposite movement which is the movement of separating things and i think that very often it one needs the other because of the because of the fact that none of us are at least not consciously right so unconsciously yes but are generally not consciously good enough to keep the to keep focus for so long <laughs> and and there's really something that's every day and and that every day gets you into the continuation okay that's that's for us uh, here now, now, so what are actually these seven, seven times seven weeks? What are seven, seven weeks, which is have seven days? So that is all is going to explain. So again, we, we're trying to bring back these moichim. Now, just so we understand clearly, moichim are always going to have two different parts. In other words, there's two different ways of dividing them. One is who they are. So what? Kind of, well, this is more complicated than I'm making it sound, but who, what kind of level of moichen are these? For, in other words, and if we'll go remember, remind ourselves what we learned in Pesach, I think we didn't, but we learned that there's generally four levels of moichen, okay? 
which divide, which turn into eight, because each one has a right and a left. In other words, an Abba and an Im. So there's generally four levels of Moichen, and two that, two which are four, which are eight, right? So it's really simple, although it gets complicated, but it's really very simple rules. Uh, there's two, four, two levels of Moichen. One is called Katnes and Gatlis Aleph in this language. The first first level of Moichen, which are otherwise known as Moichen of Yashsot or Yisot or Bina generally. And there's a second level of Moichen, which are called Gatlis Shaini. Second godless, which in itself has a second godless. So these are four. I have a chart for Pesach. Maybe I'll find it. It'll make things easier to remember. Um, Would you mind sharing again the name of, of uh, Aleph, Mochin Aleph? You said there was another, another name for them? Yeah, what? Let me find the. You said there was another name for Mochin Aleph. Yeah, so let me let me find my picture. One second. I have a picture for this. I'm confused. Yeah, so basically, where is it? Kovanes Pesach. There was this PowerPoint. There's generally two levels, which are Aleph and Bez, which we call we would call in this in the numbers, which are in in Kabbalah language called Yisrael Savatvuna and Abavimai line. So here, let me see. You see my uh, my PowerPoint? It's not this one. Not this one. Um, yeah, this one. You see my chart? That you could. Um, mute yourself. Tell me if you see a chart. I don't know who's here. I don't see You see this chart? Okay. This is the chart. So there's generally two levels. I mean, if I could color around, it would be easy. No, I don't have a. Um, so we have generally two levels, which are which are known as Abavim Eloina Israel Savotvana. Or another way of calling them would be Chachman and Bina. So the top Chachman and Baran Bina, which is more complicated because it's really Chachman Bina, Shabbat Chachman Bina, but however it is. And these themselves are divided each one into two. So called, these are the main names that we're going to remember here. Kat, Katnes Aleph is, is Yisrael Savatvuna. Katnes, Godless Aleph is the Godless of that. Okay, now Katnes Bez and Godless Bez. So it's just important to understand because we people get confused when we talk about katnas, katnas rishon, and katnas shani. The second katnas is really greater than the first godless, right? It just seems to be katnas for the same reason like we discussed earlier. And we get to like, well, we'll see something about that. In other words, this is, if we're going up from this, so you're going to start from, uh, something is up. We're going to start from katnas aleph, which is really vak of yashsut. That's another way of saying it. Or, and then you would go back up to godless aleph, which is called meichen the godless or known as, as Moichen Absag Ma'aben, and that feels great. And then you go up one more level, and that doesn't feel so great anymore, and that's called Katnes Shani. And it's called Katnes because obviously it feels like Katnes, but it's really better than, the, than being in the small Godless, right? Uh, and then you have a fourth level, which is called Godless Shani, which is otherwise, again, Absag Ma'aben, or otherwise known as the, the top part of Abavim Eloin, so Chachma Shebechachma, or however you want to call it. All these things are get, going to get divided in, in the same way, but it just, this is just the same structure. It's always the four, four levels, these four levels. Okay? Just, just the very basic four levels, and this is also like a journey that goes through these four levels. That's really all you need to know. Everything else uh, correlates to that, really. Now, and these four levels we can divide. It's going to be important, so let me see if I could show it. No, it's more complicated here. Anyways, these four are... 
divided again into eight because each one of them has a right side and a left side, otherwise known as Abba and Imma. So that's what's confusing you when I'll tell Abba and Imma again. But so there's really eight, eight, eight different levels of Mechen or eight different kinds of Mechen. Um, okay. I hope that it's all of me. Did I put this, did I send them these charts already? I think I sent it before Pesach. Okay, let's go and go back here. Now, which, so now basically, I'm, I'm kind of skipping because I should start somewhere even before that. Basically, we need to get, so these are, these are the Moichin that we got Pesach, just to, to be clear. Unless Pesach, we did all of these, the whole thing, which is really crazy because it should take like a, a few years to get there, but it's the whole thing, which, and generally we do the right side and with the four matzahs three matzahs, which the fourth gets. So this this is the four matzahs. Uh, that's the whole countless, countless everything. There's different ways the Muslim of being mechavanet. And then we do the right, the left side, which is the Malich and the Emma with the four kaisas. That's generally how we do it on Pesach. But, but we get the whole thing. And now really on Sfirah Sa'ema, we need to get the whole thing again. So that's number one. That's one way of talking about Malich. In other words, how which level of Malich we get. So countless Aleph, godless Aleph. Katnes Bez, Katnes Bez, all of these four levels. These are four levels, Shehem, eight levels because of each one having a right and left. Now there's another important way of talking about all of this, which is where they go. That's very important to, to realize. Maybe I should try to explain it also. But uh, where they go mean, means to say, would be another word of saying which Kailim they go into. So generally, I'll try to explain it in basic terms. You could have very high understandings. You could have very great and very great minds, a very great uh, inspiration, understanding, hashra'ah, however you want to call it. And there's different levels of that, right? You could have a smaller kind of understanding, a bigger kind of understanding of basically four levels. We can call these four levels like a kasha and a teretz, a kasha and a teretz. Like Katniss is always going to be asking the question. In order to ask a certain question, you need to have a certain level of understanding already, right? So, like, right? If you're a Ben Tam, then you don't really have good questions. So that's like small countless. And then the answer to that would be the godless of that. Then you get even deeper and you ask a better question, which is in itself a certain level of mind called Katniss Shani. And then you have an answer to that question. And this, this keeps on repeating itself in your life. That's a general structure. But these are all structures in the mind itself, in the Moichen himself, levels of Moichen. There's another whole thing that we need to worry about, which is where you put those moichen. In the language of the Rizal, there's pashtus of the moichen in the body, which means, in other words, how much of the light, how much, how low they go, really. So it's going to kind of have the opposite direction in the sense that if we talk about moichen, the four levels of moichen themselves, the higher you go, that's better. If we talk about putting the moichen into somewhere, getting them into your body, uh, the lower you go would be better, right? Because uh, we'll talk about Shavuos being the lowest in that sense. Not the highest, but the lowest. Because if I have uh, an idea in my brain, that's one thing. If I have it in my hand, that's a, that's a better thing. If I have it in my feet, that's an even better thing. And hands and feet themselves can have different levels of meaning, right? We could talk about it as a, some kind of metaphorical hands and feet meaning, like your actions or your feelings or your even sensations. Uh, and we could talk about it in a literal sense, which is even greater than that. So it's, that would be like Nahisha Benahi, 
if you have a literal feeling in your foot that, that it's sphera, and which can happen. Uh, uh, that would be even greater level. That's yeah, we talk we talk about this a lot. Maybe in Shavuos I'll talk about it more. So that's an, and then that that that's how, that would divide into basically the same, not the same way, but in a different way. Then we would divide it if we want to talk about the details of where we put them. We would talk about the general picture of ten spheres that we have, which is Chachma bin Adas would be your mind, kelim of your mind of your head. And Chagat Chesed Gvurat Feret Tzarkelim of your body, Netzachod Yisod Tzarkelim of your lower body. That's the basic place where you put where you would put the Ma'achim. Okay. So we're going to start on the second one and then get back to the first one. So, in other words, in Sfirah Sa'imer, we really need to do two different things, which they're very much connected to each other. Which is, let's understand how these things connect. That's a whole other theory of how they connect in that result. But basically we have to think of we were talking about separating everything to seven times seven. So we would really have two different separations to seven times seven, just in this. One would be let's take these four, which are eight levels of Moichna and divide them, which is kind of easy. We'll see that he's all doing it in a second. It's kind of complicated because there's eight and you have to squish it into seven. So whatever, but we'll figure that out. Uh, right? It would be make more sense it should be 64 days of sphere. Then that would be simple to do eight times eight, but since it's only 49, and we have to figure something out about that. But that's one way of doing it. And the second way of doing it is thinking not about levels of Mechen, but about levels of Kailin, levels of places in the in the Zah of Atilis where we put them in. And that's what we do first in this in this judge. And what he's doing is like this. So we really have 10, right? So the, the, the general structure is there's 10. Uh, that's very important to know. There's always 10. So anytime they talk about the real, the true number of any sphere of any parts of it is 10, and we could take tiles 10 and divide them into 10 again, so 100, but it's always powers of 10. That's the real number. But we, since, we, again, we have only seven, so we have to figure out a good, a good solution for them. And this is the result solution. So the noida, but try to... try. We should really have more pictures, but if you have the picture of how it is, you should not be so confused by this one. So rule number one. Rule number one in his structuring the ten, there are hundred spheres and finding which forty-nine of them, right? Which which forty-nine or which forty-nine of them we're gonna we worried about in sphere assignment is to take Kesed out of the play. Kesed is not considered a sphere, at least when we talk about so this is this goes to a very deep discussion in, in the Ramaka and Darizal, if we count Kesser as a sphere. Darizal generally, it's important to understand, but Darizal generally, when, whenever he talks about 10 spheres and in the concept of Kailim, in the concept of 10, 10 different vessels, 10 different places to accept the light, we don't talk about Kesser. We don't, never count Kesser. He always counts Rachma, and he finds 10 by including Das. So generally, this is something that you probably might have heard of. There's the, the basic rule is there's always 10 spheres. There's never 11, almost never. Sometimes we count 11, but that's not really what it's supposed to be. Sefi Yetzirah says, Never count nine, never count 11. So the true, the true shlem is the true concept of, ten, of a spheres, of a part of it, is always 10. But there's different ways of looking at it and different, different perspectives that everything has. In a certain perspective, we would start from Kesser, which is the highest sphere, and then Count Chachma Bina, Chesed Gvirat Feres Netzach Adisad Malchus, which would give us ten. 
that's usually that is all explained that's from the respect if we think of the perspective of the light or not the other way of speaking out it the perspective of the alien perspective of the if we talk about the spheres and regarding from what they're getting so from or like the way we were saying in the in the connected to their motion to think which is not exactly precise but if we speak about that in itself we would include the cancer but when we speak about the spheres as as the receivers of the light, as the kailim that receive the light, we cannot count the keser. And the reason for that is that keser is literally means the part that's not you. So the Rizal has this language of, where he says, if you look at a human body, that's a, always, a, always the place where he, he grounds himself. If you look at a human body, you'll never see a keser, right? You have a head, which has left brain, right brain, maybe das, right? And and the rest of your body, you don't have a crown. The crown is something you can put on or someone else can give you a crown. And even if you talk about a crown in a more uh, abstract level as like some kind of light or some kind of understanding that doesn't fit into your mind, that's like greater than you, that's still not something that you would see. The only place that is usually, if you, if you want to be Mechav and Keser on your, on your body, you, that is will tell you to think of your skull, known as the Galgalten in Kabbalah, which is the... the 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 bone outside your brain but obviously that's not really the kesser that's just the bone that's don't do anything but we're what we're trying to signify is the the thing that's above your head what's above your head is your kesser like like literally your crown like your hat or whatever it is uh the thing that you don't grasp that's always kesser and there's, you have to have it. You have to, if you don't have keser, that's, that's not good. We should, we should have it. And we'll get Shishbuas, we'll get a keser, like, you know, every, right, the Stuxer, and Nasa, and Nishma. So that's, that has to do with Shishbuas. In other words, when there's a presence of, of above, like of God, on the person, that's going to be called, he has a keser. Or if we talk about Zav, Atzilas, he would say that his keser, the body of his keser doesn't belong to him. The body of his keser belongs to Imaila, which is the level above him. And, the light of the kesser belongs to him, right? But the but the goof of the kesser does belong to him, and we can see that in a human that he doesn't actually have a kesser. So there isn't any limb in your body that corresponds to kesser, because kesser the meaning of kesser is what's not in you. Therefore, when we count ten spheres and we want to talk about where we're putting it, we can't start from kesser. We have to start from chachma, which is the first sphere, and that's also the sheet of the sefer sphere that generally starts from chachma. So that's number one. Okay, so really, so really have only nine spheres to take care of somewhat. Not exactly, but let's say. Now we, so basically we're going to start to count seven from Chachma, because we have only seven weeks. So how are we going to count seven? We'll start Chachma, Chabad, Chagat is six. So we, we got the six. Now when we get to the Teferes, we do something interesting. We say something like this. We skip kind of the Netzachoy side and we jump to Malchus. And the reason for that is because the Malchus, in this way of looking, is a separate Paratzif, really. Because if you remember, we have five Paratzif and Manatzilas. Each one, each one has really ten spheres, right? So if we talk about the Zerampim, which is the main, main part of we usually care about, he has himself, Chachma ben Adas, Chesed, Gizat, and Netzachoy Desod, Malchus. But that's not a real, there's a Malchus, in himself, known as Malchus Shabagifar, or otherwise known as a Teres I don't remember if we ever went through all these concepts, so we'll just have to believe me. That's not the real Malchus. The real Malchus is the next part of, like, again, like if you look at a human body, 
a male doesn't really have a malchus. He has something signifying a malchus, which is the third said, but it's not a real malchus. In other words, you have some kind of malchus in yourself, because otherwise you wouldn't be a human. You wouldn't have be a part of a ten spirit. But that's not the real malchus. The real malchus that we want to talk about is your wife, is the, the nukva, the real nukva. So the next part is known as the real nukva vatsilis. Now, the nukva vatsilis has a place where she stands. In other words, um, when we organize all the spheres, all the parts of them, really, and there is not, each one is short, one is shorter than the other. And this is only temporary because in the end they're going to be all the same tall. But the way with the way the world starts, at least, um, they're shorter than each other. And generally, the way it works is each parts reaches to half the height of the parts of higher than him. So, for example, the highest parts of an Atzilis is known as Arhampen, which is the Kesser of Atzilis. Then Abba which are the next level, and they have the same level. So Chochmah and Binah are not one above the other. Generally, they're li- right and left. Uh, they only grasp, they only arrive until the Tiferes of Arachampin, so until the middle of Arachampin, which is the Tiferes. Right? Because if you divide five and five, Tiferes is about in the half, right? It's really a little bit higher than half, but that's how it is. Um, the same thing with the the, the grandkids of Arachampen, the, the, the Bunim, known as Zarampen Venukva. The Zarampen Venukva both stand from Chatzit Teferis of Abav Ima. Okay, so they are only as tall, half as tall as their parents, Kaviachal. So they, they arrive at their at the heart or the or the body, however you want to. There's different ways of seeing that, but basically at the, the middle of Teferis of Ima. And the same thing is with the Nuk regarding the Zah. The nook, at least in the beginning, right? Later we have to we have to rise her until the head. That's what we call we have a yichud panam b'panam sheva b'sheva. But the way she gets born, when she's in the level of ach ba'ach, she starts from chatzit eferes dezah. So in other words, if I'm if I'm dezah and I'm going down from chachma bin das chesed gvura and I get to teferes, when I'm at teferes, I could start thinking about the the nook. I could start thinking about my wife. As long as you're not there, then you don't have any place to start to connect. But once you're there, you have a way to start to connect to the nook. And of course, really, we want to get to the nook here because the whole point of the whole story is to make a yichud between the zah and the nook. So the second we get to the sixth sphere, we're kind of going to skip worrying about my own netzachot yisoyed, although it's very important, but we're going to skip it for now. And we're going to start worrying, start worrying about the malchus. So therefore, the seven weeks, and so it's very important to remember, seven weeks of Sphira, according to the Rizal, are Chabad, Chagat, Malchus. Okay? So Ches, Chachma, Ben Adas of Zah, Ches, of Zah, and the seventh week is really the Malchus, which is not really this parts of Zah. It's really the Malchus herself. And it's going to get more complicated when we actually get to it, but this is, this is the way he counts seven spheres. Nobody, I, I mean, just in terms of the common... Counting and the charts and stuff. Uh, obviously, it's not done that way. You know, it starts right. with Chesed and that's a Malchut Malchut. So, where, where does that split? So that's that's uh, yeah. So that's the common the common thing that says in the Siddur says in Darizal also. It's not made up, but it's it's regarding a whole other story. So, if you want the word for it, that's talking about the Chasodim, which is a whole different uh, concept. Not not about the Moichin. The Moichin have Chabad Chagat Malchus. And the Chasodim do have seven times seven. That is all himself. Or there's a third. We have to we have to exactly know which one. But it's in like a next tradition, like three tradition later. That is all actually has the one from the Siddur, which is simpler to understand. This is 
But the the, mount, the one that Rizal seems to take, that Rizal is actually a, always a Moichan person. He cares the most about the Moichan, although there's other things that are important too. He usually takes this as the most important thing and everything else uh, kind of comes out of that. So just so basically from the 10 Sviras, we have, have seven, which are Chabad, Chagat, Malchus. So there's basically four left over, right? In other words, we have we forget we dropped the keser and we dropped netzachad yisod, and generally these two things are going to be filled out on shvuas. So when when we do shvuas at shvuas at night, you have to be mechaven uh, the keser and the netzachad yisod of of that we skipped on sefirah in order in order to fill the whole thing. But that's that's when we get the shvuas. But just that's 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 really what we have on. Um, um, so that's seven weeks. So the first week is Chachma, the second week Bina, right? So we can understand those seven weeks. Now there's each, each week has seven days. So what he's going to say is like this. So now since, so this is a general rule in everything, since there's really a hundred, right? There's not really, we, there's really 70, right? So each one or forty nine, right? Because no, I'm getting complicated. But general general rule of everything is that everything is called mikulam. So if there's ten yidden in a shul, there's not really ten yidden. There's really a hundred yidden because there's me shabayu and you shabay me, right? Uh, so therefore, in order to go through all of these pratim and all of these details, we need to have each week to have seven days, and that's how we're gonna fill out the entire all forty nine bechinot. Uh, so we can't have only seven days, which will be only like seven, seven details. We have to have seven weeks, and each week, each week has seven days. So we finish, for example, so then he's going to make this complicated. I wanted to talk about this more, but I don't know how much time. The, so the basic way of understanding this would be if we have the first week being Chachma, so we would say the first the first day is going to be Chachma Sheba Chachma. Second day, Bina Sheba Chachma. The third day, Da'as Sheba Chachma. Continue the fourth day, Chesed Sheba Chachma. The fifth day, Gvira Sheba Chachma. The sixth day, Tveres Sheba Chachma. The seventh day, Malchus Sheba Chachma. Right? That would be the basic way of, of saying that. But he claims that there's a more... Um, I want to skip this for now. That that's the basic way of saying that. So if you if um, should I do this? Okay, so that's that's that would be seven weeks. But the Rambamatel claims that there's another way to, of thinking about this. I'm gonna do it because let's do an order. And the other way is to think about differently. So this and this is a very important. Whenever we talk, because this is also something. Whenever we talk about the Seven times seven, like like the Siddur says, It's really very important to know that there's really two ways of thinking about this whole concept, which are, and again, probably the second way, although here he says the first way is more more true. And uh, we have to get into which level of detail it's talking about, which is kind of a complication. But generally, he's going to say like this. He says that both are true. Now the first one is really what we said. In other words, so in other words, since 
In order to be a real sphere, you need to have in yourself all the other spheres. So I'm going to finish the first week the entire sphere sachachma, meaning not actually not the entire, right? Because we're missing three and four from the chachma itself. If you think at that level of detail, because we're skipping the next chadi side of that. But okay. But in any case, we're gonna ha- finish that, and then the next week we'll do binan, start from chachma shabbinan, gvira shabbinan, shabbinan, so forth. Now there's really another way of saying of understanding this, which is very different, which is like this. In other words, if you think about seven, should I make a little chart? Let's do a chart. Seven times seven. Okay, so if we have, actually there should be more than seven in my chart, right? Anyway, should have at least eight. Okay, so if I have, if you look like this, this would be the, If I would have the first column being Chachma, right? The second column being uh, the third, third column Das and so on, right? So now I could do Chachma, Shabe Chachma, Bina Shabe Chachma, right? And go down this column, Das, Shabe Chachma, and so forth. Um, that would be one way of having, and we'll say that this whole thing, this is the first week. This is the first, this is the, when you have an order, you want to do everything, you're going to do it like this. That would be the simple way. The more complicated way would be doing something like this. The other way, we're going horizontally instead of going vertically. Meaning to say, so the Bina also has all these seven levels. So there's Chachma, Shabbat Bina, Chachma, Shabbat Das, and so forth. And the second way really is just saying, do the whole thing. Horizontally, so this will be the first week. We'll do the first day chachma shebe chachma, the second day chachma shebe bina, the third day chachma shebe das, and so on. And what's the difference between these two things? They're just playing with a chart and turning it the other way. Right? But real, the, the real difference is something like this. If you, if in the way I think about, it, if you think about it, what it says is like this. And there's these things flip a few times, so we're just trying to understand basic. The difference would be like this. Let's say if we if we would correspond this whole thing to like a group of 10, 10, 10 Jews, which each one are trying to form a minion, right? So they have to be included of each other. So otherwise there's no minion, each one for itself. Um, so there's one way which says that first, the, the, the biggest one, the Rebbe or whatever, which would be, let's say, the Chachma, he's going to fix himself. He's going to figure himself out, which means he's going to uh, be attacking the his part of himself. So your yourself is only this, right? Chachma Sheva Chachma, that's the only thing that's really you. Because the next one is already someone else Sheba you. Right? And so on. And that would be the order of doing things. He would think he was after after him finishing, he would be entirely 100 percent done, then he would move on to try to teach you uh, some things. And or you would have to figure it out yourself. That's still the problem with that way of thinking is that it's still, in a certain sense, each person for themselves. So even though I'm understanding that I'm included of everyone else, and the same thing we think about the middas by themselves, I'm just giving an example of people. Even though he's he's understanding that he's not, he's a general 
you know, he's a general principle, you're still thinking about yourself and figuring yourself out. The other way would be something different, and this is actually a Mormon to can take away generally, which is to go to understand that since you yourself are only a tenth of yourself, so in order for you, to, we don't start by fixing yourself. That doesn't work. There's no such a thing. And the reason why there's no such a thing is because this Bina Shebechachma really belongs to this. It doesn't really belong to you. Because me, you, you, you Sheba me is really you. It's not really me. Right? So therefore, I can't really go down this chart straight and finish with myself and then go on to worry about you. What I really need to do is first go, well, first I'll have to turn, figure out my, the, the one piece that is myself. Okay. But then the second thing would be to go to you and give you the part of, the part of you that, that's still stuck by me, right? So I'll teach you what you need to know from me. And then I'll go on to the next person and teach him what he needs to know from me until all the other people. And then all of those people will, have, will be somewhat fixed, will be somewhat uh, fixed. is not a good translation from it to come. But anyways, all those people will be somewhat uh, good. And then they themselves will start, then things start working in a much more, uh, much more connected way than if we would see it in the vertical way. And in other words, it would, and then, then the, let's think what, what the next step would be. Then the Bina would start working and he would fix first the Bina Shebechachma, right? This would be the, sec, the, the second day of the second week. Instead of this being the second day of the second week, it would be this. He's going back to me and giving me what I need from him. And then it would be going on to himself only after that, really. And then... So why don't we do that? We do do that. That's what I'm saying. We do do that, really. So this is the second way Reb Chayvatal is saying. This is the second way. Uh, the, 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 we kind of do that. In other words, this is a better way of thinking. It just, it's just more complicated when you're not used to looking at the chart for, uh, horizontally. But that's really what you should do. Um, actually, the, the Ashash Siddha actually generally says does it that way, even for the chesed. He says, chesed, the first day chesed shebe chesed, the second day chesed shebe gvur, not gvur shebe chesed. Yeah. The, thir- the, the trick here, is the, the third level of thinking after you have these two structures is to say that they're both the same, <laughs> which is where you go nuts. Now to understand how they're both the same, I don't really know. I mean, it, I, almost, it almost sounds like uh, building each individual unit versus having an assembly line. Yeah, maybe. You know, building the whole thing, then the next one, or rather, everyone would do what they're going to fix the chokhmah and everything. Then I'm going to fix the bina and everything. Then, yeah, might make might. That, I have to think if that analogy works. And <laughs> but yeah, no, like a division of labor where everyone does. I have to think because it gets very complicated because these people because everything they keep on flipping it on you, so you never know where you are. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. But I'm just thinking. It generally it's considered a more because generally when we talk about Olema, the Rashash has this language where he says that this story is the story of Shvira and Tikkun. So in other words, in the beginning, the Chachma was only Chachmas, even though he had, so the Darizal has this language where he says that Olema Toyo, there were seven or ten different spheres. And then Olema Tikkun, they got interconnected. That's the Tikkun. So they became Ahtas. Right? Like we... And one of the ways that Rashash claims, and he, we don't know where he took it from, but the Rashash says that this is this itself is the story of that. And the, and the, so the Olam Matoyo was vertically aligned in this chart. It was everyone, of course, there was 10 times 10, because otherwise it would be, doesn't make sense. But they were each themselves. And what really happened, what he says is that, for example, the, 
what what would happen in the in the Olam is that the Bina Shavah Chachma exchanged itself for the Chachma Shavah Bina. So now, really, can it at all be connected with Yosher Nikulu? With Yosher, I don't know about that. It's connected with Arizal's Kansta Toyo Antikan, which Toyo being one Kav or Antikan being three Kav, or them being more interconnected than Tikkun. I don't know. It's somehow connected if you think about because it corresponds to that, but I don't know how how it corresponds to that only in the sense of the Gulen being Ben and Yosher being Ma, but I don't know exactly if it matches up to this. Not sure. Generally, Gudem correspond to Toyo, but it's complicated. Because <laughs> each of these things is like his own logic, and you have to figure out how they all match. Um, yeah, so that's Ashash's language, where he claims that doing it horizontally and not vertically is actually the point. But the third thing is that to understand that it's really the same thing. So it could be that I'm just saying the same thing in a different language when I say that it goes this way. And really, I mean to say that way. That's one option. Second option is that really, in the end of the, that really we have, well, this is something that uh, Shemus Hassan says, but I don't really get what he's trying to say, which is that, we have, when, we, that when he says the first way is true, he's really talking about taking this one box and dividing it again. So in other, in other words, after dividing everything again, we go back to the straight way for some reason, which is, True in the Rashash's way of thinking, although he contradicts himself, so I have to understand what that exactly means. Jeremy was making me crazy about this last week, so I don't remember. Uh, so in other words, in the in the last prat, so in other words, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna get into that. That's just but yeah, this is this is a better way of thinking. But in any case, it's still the truth. In other words, when I talk about this, it's really talking about this, because that's where this got this. So in other words, the chachma, in other words, the fact that the chachma has been inside. Is thanks to the bina itself, to the real bina. It's not something that he got by himself. And if you think about humans, it really works more that way than, than the other way. Uh, or even if you think about you know midas themselves, that would be a better way of thinking. So that's so that would be the second way. Two ways of dividing seven seven times seven. Okay, uh, let me finish just this part because you're going to see that it's a little more complicated. And then maybe next time we'll get to the second way of doing this whole thing. The middle way, the sorry, the way that has to do with the, for the eight levels of Mayrin. So therefore, he's going, he's going to go through the seven weeks, and he says like this. So how do we actually be mechav in this? Very well, generally, most, almost all kavanas, he, he likes to go according to his order of absagma ben, which are four different ways of filling out four miloyim of shemavai. And so he goes like this, so we can understand. So but basically, this is, the, this is the general kavanas, right? The kavanas for the whole week, which are going to be the same for the whole week. Then we have to separate that into seven again. But general kavanas would be, the first week we'll do is, is chachma. So the first week is all shem ab, which is avayad de yudin, which means the right you have it in my picture. You could see it. Uh, this is known as the shem ab. So all the all the heads and everything has a yud, so that's, that's shem ab. Um... Second week is Bina, which is Sag. So that's that's this one. Sorry, this one. That's on the left side. That's Bina. Um, third week. So the third week he loves a little different, really. This is which is interesting. So the third week, Darizal divides the Das into two weeks because Darizal generally believes that the Das itself is the 
it's the real, I already said this a few times, the Daizal really doesn't believe that Midas exists, more or less. He really more or less only believes in Das existing, at least from the perspective of Moichen, uh, not from the perspective of Kerlem, again, which is a whole other story. But from the perspective of Moichen, the most important thing is only four. So that's what we only have four, upside Ma'aben. These are four Moichen. In other words, the Das, the third Moich gets the Vajin too, known as Ma'am Ben, or Chsadim the Das, and Kuris the Das. And these are themselves almost everything there is to know about the the seven lower spheres, about the Moichen, about the Midas. So therefore, Darizal does something like this, which is the third week is going to do Chesodem Shevedas, which is Avaya de Ma, so this one. This is the third case also from Pesach, if you remember. And we do something similar with the Matzahs, because we have three Matzahs, and then we divide the third one into two, so that symbolizes the third one, the, the, the Das dividing into two. Um, and then the fifth, the fourth week, which is we're getting to, is Gvurah Shevedas, actually finishing, which is the Shem Ben. So that we kind of used up our four, our four Shemes already in the fourth week. Now the fifth week is going to go back. He starts again, really. I'm sorry. He starts again. So Chesed is again on the right side. So it's again, again a Shem Ab. Well, this thing to be understood, but it's all, anyways. Sixth week would be Gvura, which is Sag. So because Gvura is on the left side, just like Bina. And the seventh week, we're going to do two. So really, instead of doing he just counted seven, Chabad Chagat Malchus. And the real way of counting seven is Chabad, Chachma Binach, Sodom and Das. So Chabad is four, and then he makes the Tferes and Malchus together. So the seventh week, we have to really do double Kavanas, which is because the, 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 the whole story of the Malchus here is that she starts from the back of the Tferes. So they're in the same week. So there's not a separate week for the Malchus, like I said, there should have been in the way you said it before. The Malchus itself is going to be the same sharing a week with the Tiferes in the seventh week. And since they're both Spiris, we have to do two Shemes, so we again do the Ma and Ben, Ma for the Tiferes, and Ben for the Malchus, which is, they correspond somewhat to Chesodem and Gvires, just like Das had Chesodem for Ma and Gvires for Ben. The Tiferes also is Shema and the, and the Malchus is Shem Ben, so that's the Kavana of the seventh week. And that's all for this. So now we know how, what to think for every week of Sweden. And you could ask me all your questions. <laughs> There's any left. We're in everything. <laughs> I have a...